Hi, I'm Francina. I'm Jackie. And welcome to the Rest, Love, and Justice podcast. This podcast is an inquiry into whether rest and love and justice can produce transformative social change. The dominant narrative is this overwork and this glorification of it, especially in the justice space. And here, we're going to question that notion. Come sit with us as we meet our collective humanity and share stories around rest, love, and justice. It is our hope to create a shift that enables us to recognize that racial justice work is a human issue. It affects us all. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Rest, Love, and Justice podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused mostly on us doing a deep dive into how we practically embody rest, love, and justice in our lives and in our personal practices. All right, Jackie, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you. Okay. Do you want to share with us a little bit about how you embody rest or what feels most restful to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love a good nap mm. for sure in the afternoon, like 20 minutes. I come from a pretty good napping culture, sleeping culture. So just turning my brain off for mm-hmm. a moment. I love making a fire. Ooh. Uh, that's a really meditative, restful practice for me mm. to work with that that energy and um, the warmth, whether it's like inside in my fireplace or outside camping. There's there's just something super restful for me about mm. making a fire and sitting by it. Some calming of the mind that yeah. I'm really grateful for. I have some meditation practices of many different varieties that I love to do. Um, of course, sometimes they're front of the mind, something I'm doing really regularly for months on end. And sometimes there's a pause in that too, but yeah. I love that it's a practice to come back to. Yeah. Those are some of my main practices of, of rest. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. How about you, Francina? Yeah. I will say that rest is an emerging practice for me. Like I feel like as a black woman, rest has not always felt accessible for me. And like I shared in the very first podcast we recorded, um, my family didn't rest much. And so leaning into rest as a grown woman right now and then modeling it for my children has been very complicated for me. But I will share some things that I find really restful. One is making a good cup of tea. I love an amazing steep brew and consumption of a good cup of tea. I know I immediately feel like I'm connected to myself and in my body. I love laying in hammocks. There's something about the suspension and sway in a hammock that I feel like is a throwback to being back in the womb. And that like suspension that we felt when we were in our mother's womb, I just feel instantly relaxed. Naps are hard for me. And actually, I love that you mentioned the fire because I love lighting a candle. And I just, you know, feel like sometimes it's the small things that remind us that we can access a moment. And for our people that are listening right now, I just want you to know, too, that the inquisition or the inquiry investigation into rest practices for yourself does not mean that it has to be this like long, laborious, you know, uh, drawn out process. It can be if you want it to be, but it can also be small. It can be I'm lighting a candle and spending five minutes to just sit here and take in the aroma of this beautiful 
a candle or sitting with a cup of tea, you know, and, and it's okay that it's emerging because it's emerging for us too. We don't have it figured out. For those of you who don't know, I have five children and I don't say this as an excuse to say, oh, I don't have time to rest. On the contrary, it's imperative for me to learn how to rest well because my children will rest well because of my ability to rest well. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things that I find most restorative and I'm still in the process of figuring them out. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. All right. So jumping into the second component, love, I just wanted you to speak a little to what makes you feel loved or in what ways do you embody love? And I'm going to give it a two part from yourself right yeah love from yourself and what makes you feel loved by other people like what other people could do to make you feel loved yeah I mean for me for myself to feel loved is definitely to invite myself to rest like those are so intertwined which is really really beautiful I also just doing things that are going to just honor my essence, like mm-hmm. allow me to be more of me. Mm-hmm. And that usually means slowing down and listening to myself and and celebrating those. Mm-hmm. Like it's just little things even like dancing on my own with myself, like yeah. just being proud of myself, of a little thing that I did or these creative moments that I feel, whether it's at my potter's wheel or just throughout the day, the like smile that comes to me. There's just something about like enjoying my own presence, mm-hmm. enjoying the essence of my presence. Mm-hmm. And that's how I really love myself. And it's it's gradual mm-hmm. and it's not linear. Yeah. And sometimes I feel really deeply and, and sometimes I don't. But yeah. um, there's something about just getting to know myself a bit more. Mm-hmm. And and then for others that love me, um. For me, like, I don't feel like I, I fit into to some stereotypes and for the people around me to know that about me. Yeah. Um, and just to know, like, the the little things that are specific for me, mm-hmm. um, whether it's just like a topic of conversation or maybe like a small offering of, of something green from the garden, something like that. Like, yeah. that's that's where I really, really feel loved. And what about you, Francina? What makes you feel loved? Yeah, I feel like this is also still an emerging practice for me. Um, Love for self is definitely an area that I've been doing a lot of work in my own life. And I will say in my inquiry, in my growth, one of the things that makes me feel loved is the ability to say yes to myself. Um, That's not easy. (laughs) by any means but it basically means I am creating space and I'm creating room for all of myself to show up as I am and for all of myself to continue to emerge in this practice of rest and loving myself Um, what that looks like for me is being able to say yes to moving my body how I want to move my body to not putting myself in a box around that, saying yes to what I eat, saying yes to the company that I keep, which for the longest time, it didn't feel like something that I could choose. Like you got the people you got in your life and you can't say no to anybody. 
And even in the story that I shared, you know, that we shared about our meeting, like the choice to walk away from people, even people you love, is yes for you. Um, It's a yes for your mental health, which, again, is another thing that I don't think was fostered in me growing up. Um, And the ability to choose my safety, to choose the people that I keep company with, to choose um, what I consume, how I care for myself. All of those yeses for me mean that I am loving myself well. And it means that I am moving through this planet in the very best version of myself. I will also say that when I'm doing that well and practicing that, my creativity blossoms even more like the emergence of the things that are meant to come and flow through me are easier to flow through, um, not just for like good things, but also even in hard situations, like ability to say no to circumstances that are not for me, right? Um, And I will say too, like, I notice for myself, the ways that I feel loved by other people are like gifts. I'm a gift person. I love to give gifts to people. I love to receive gifts. And I'm trying to create a shift in my own life where I am more aware of what makes me feel loved by me and less attuned to receiving that love from other people. That's a really big shift that's happening for me right now because I was raised to believe that you needed to always be thinking, am I loved by other people? And are they demonstrating that love for me? And never, ever did an inquiry into how I'm showing up and loving myself, right? So I hope that's kind of helpful for the people that are listening to this as well as if you've never spent any time inquiring about what makes you feel loved or how are you embodying love for yourself? This might be an opportunity to pull out a journal and just like jot down a few things like what makes me feel loved? And if you don't know how to access it for yourself, maybe you need to begin with what makes me feel loved when other people do it for me, right? And then when you are accessing that, you can say, okay, can I do those same things for myself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good. Yeah, and the final piece of... This trio, mm-hmm. this triad, <laughs> is justice. And how are you living out justice? Mm. In so many ways, I am living out justice. I I said it before in the very first podcast. If I am well rested and I'm loving myself well, I will stand up for the things that mean safety and inclusion and love for my community. So the ways that I embody justice right now include constantly educating myself. Like I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I am in a racial equity course right now with Brother Resma Menekam. I'm educating myself because I recognize as a Black woman, I need to do the work of healing from my own racial trauma so that I don't need to blow it through other people. I don't need to project my scars and my wounds on other people. So I do the work on the daily to keep my finger on the pulse of where am I on the journey of healing from my racial justice trauma. When I'm doing that work, I'm conscious and practicing it daily because realizing that I have children that are coming behind me and are watching how I'm showing up in the moment 
in those conversations. So that's a really, really big one for me. It's just the daily commitment to leaning into difficult conversations. I mean, even when like, and it's sad to say on the regular, black folks are getting shot and killed, children are getting shot, parents are getting killed. Not being afraid to sit down and have a conversation at our dinner table and say, hey guys, a young man was shot today because he knocked on the wrong door. And here are some things that as a family, we need to talk about so that we make sure that you guys stay safe. That's not an easy conversation. And if I'm not doing the daily work of leaning into healing my own racial trauma, I'm not able to show up in a healthy space to give this wisdom to my own children. I would be showing up from an angry place and scarcity and fear uh, I'm not injecting fear into my children's heart, but I need them to be aware that the world that we live in isn't equal right now. Um, yeah, so that's that's one way that I embody racial justice uh, work or how I embody justice on a daily basis. Another way that I am embodying um, justice is in the creation of community with other people that are committed to justice work in the world. Um I am in conversations with people on a regular basis, black collectives, uh, including white people who are committed to equity work. I think keeping the conversation going and continuing to share ideas and stories and having an openness to that is another way that I embody justice work. And the obvious one is this podcast. I feel like putting this podcast out is really at the heart of it wanting to move the needle on justice work. I always said, I don't want to be the mother who waited for somebody else to do something so that things would be safer for my children. In my lifetime, I will do what I can so that my children can look back at my legacy and say, my mother did her part. We can pick up our part and keep moving. So, so yeah, this podcast is a commitment to that for myself. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. How about you? Yeah, for me, you know, I really, my mind first goes to like the justice work I've done, like the, mm-hmm. the, the work I've done in refugee communities or immigrant communities um, or with the community bell fund that I work with, like just kind of looking at the doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely the first place I go, but absolutely inspired by your words of, of what's going on within me, you know, the self-education that's been part of it too. Um, and, and it's coming more to the forefront as well. Like it's really about me doing my own education and then being in community that with that too, and making sure my community is not a space where I'm causing harm. So right now that's a lot of white spaces Mm -hmm. where I'm sure ensuring that, that, I'm not I'm not causing harm to mm-hmm. to bodies of culture, to black bodies. And um yeah, and then when it's appropriate, like even in this space, like us learning together yeah. too. Yeah. And um so the education bit for sure on justice. Um yeah, and it's just and there's there's more to it. There's times where I have so much energy for mm-hmm. it to yeah, to live in, in a more peaceful place with with actual justice, mm-hmm. um, not more harm. And 
Yeah. And then also just like honoring some of the advantages I have as a white body. Like it's not, it's, it's, I'm not on the line, you know, like it's not, it's, I get to choose when I want to pick up the torch of justice and not, um, especially in the, in the racial justice space. And so, yeah, just like kind of grappling with that and themes that I felt myself, like white fatigue, like, oh, the problem's too hard. Like we had all this energy for a little bit and now we're done. Like, good luck. So just like being real with that stuff too, right? Like, and then I think being in other spaces, especially ones, well, not especially, but just ones that are are white bodies, like where I'm with other white bodies that are holding me accountable mm-hmm. to the work that I say I want to do too. Yeah. And that's really important. Like it's not asking you to hold me accountable for something I just get mm-hmm. to opt in and out of. Like that's complicated in itself, but being real about the the patterns that I have as a white yeah. body, the culture that I'm a part of and that I perpetuate. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still a process and it's yeah. still a practice and it's really imperfect. And I have a lot of shame mm. as well that comes up of what I haven't done mm. and the more I could do. And um, yeah, so just being, being in that, yeah. being all of that. Thank you for bringing that up. I think it's so important for our listeners to recognize that we can all do more, Right. And I think in particular, you bringing up the fact that, yeah, there is shame around that. And there is fatigue, not just white fatigue, but, you know, (laughs) there's fatigue on many levels, right? Um, And we don't need somebody dying for us to get activated again. And that is the whole reason I'm bringing this full circle for us, why rest practice is so important and love practice is so important. Because if fatigue is coming up for you when you hear this, guess what you can do about it? Rest. That's right. And if you're well rested, you can access how you love yourself. And if you love yourself well, you can access love for your community. And if you love your community well, you will want to do your community good by making it a safe place for all the people in your community. Right. And so. Yeah, we were going to we're going to keep having this conversation. We're going to keep talking about the things that get in the way of us. And right now on the forefront is how tired we all are. Right. And it can feel like you're on a treadmill to nowhere. But that's an opportunity to pause when you're feeling that emerging in your heart, in your body, in your life. I'm tired. Pause. Turn your phone off. Pull out that list of the things that make you feel rested, lean into that, and then come back. Because when you commit to doing this work, you show up for it and you do the things that help you to get to that point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are so grateful that we get to share these stories. We get to be in these conversations that bring us closer to a community that is good, safe, abundant for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And that is our show for this week. This episode was produced by The City Music. As for me, I'm Jackie Gao, and thanks to my co-host, Francine Nicole. May you move through this week embodying rest, love, and justice in ways that are meaningful to you and your community. Thanks for joining us today. Peace and love.